0: Well, we've been in a series called Faith in the Power of God for several weeks. We're going to be winding down next Sunday will be the last installment of our series. But our golden text that we've been looking at is out of First Corinthians chapter 2. And I believe it's found in verse 4, where Paul said, And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but it was in demonstration of of the spirit of God and in and the power of God. Now notice verse 5 and go ahead and read it while I take a drink. <laughs> Faith in the power of God. We saw last week how Jesus walked in power. And the main way that he released his power was with his words. Amen. He rebuked fevers. He cast out evil spirits with his word. And the people around him were so astonished that they said things like this in Luke four twenty two. And they were astonished at his doctrine for his word was with power. This is right after he cast a demon out of an unclean spirit. And in verse 36, it says, And they were all amazed. Everyone say amazed. Amazed. They were all amazed and spoke among themselves, What a word is this? For with authority and power, he commands the unclean spirits. And what do they do? They stay around for a week or two. No, they come out and they come out immediately now notice verse 37 read this with me and the fame of him went out into every place of the country round about what did they notice well certainly they noticed a man with an unclean spirit delivered but they also noticed the power that was in his words Jesus words had creative ability, had delivering ability, had healing ability, had raising the dead ability, had fed the thousands and the multitudes ability. His word was with power and he was famous for it. Amen. And you have been given the same dominion and the same authority. When God gives you his word, his word is meant for us to believe it and then speak it and release the very power of God. And the enemy is scared to death when you find out about it. You become his worst nightmare because you've been authorized to speak words from heaven here on the earth that will change the very landscape of your life. Jesus modeled this in Mark chapter 11. Notice with me, he was walking with his disciples and he was traveling along the way. And in verse 12, it says, And on the morrow they were come from Bethany, and he was hungry. And he saw a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came, if haply he might find anything for the uh, and it saw a fig tree having, having leaves. He came if haply he might find anything thereon, and when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves for the time of figs was not yet. Now read verse fourteen with me, and Jesus answered, "No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever." And his disciples heard it. Notice with me, Jesus spoke to a tree. Was Jesus emotionally unsound? Was he crazy? I wonder, would it be okay for you to speak to your garden in your backyard? Would it be okay? I know you do. Would it be okay for you to speak to your trees on your land? Well, if Jesus spoke to a tree and cursed it, I imagine we can speak to a tree and bless it. I would imagine we can speak to our cucumbers, our tomatoes and potatoes. And speak a word of blessing rather than cursing. Rather than saying, oh, these weeds, oh, I don't know about that. Now, the world goes nuts when you teach things like this. (laughs) They get indignant when you talk about talking to your automobile. Blessed car and yet they're doing it without even knowing it they're not doing it in the positive they're doing it in the negative oh this cursed car oh this washing machine I'm gonna tell you it never works when I need it to work (laughs) this lawnmower it just isn't right (laughs) What is happening is they're aligning themselves with spiritual laws and the negative, and they don't realize it. But when you start speaking to your lawnmower, blessed lawnmower. When you start speaking to your washer and dryer, your car, whatever the case may be, oh, you are blessed, blessed, blessed. They'll go, what? What? Are you crazy? Hallelujah. What are you saying to me, Pastor Mark? I'm saying that we need to learn to speak words of faith over our things. And if you will do this on a regular basis, as a way of life, you will train yourself And you will begin to expect good things to happen to you every day of your life. Amen. My eyes are blessed. My mind is blessed. It's quick. It's sharp. I'm never going to lose my mind. My memory is amazing. now notice with me in verse 20 of mark 11 and in the morning as they passed by they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots it didn't happen immediately it happened on the inside and later on it showed up on the outside and that's what happens in our lives As we speak forth God's word, we may not see anything on the outside, but how many of you know we've got someone and something working on the inside? We got something on the inside working on the outside. We've got the word of God on the inside working on the outside. We've got healing working on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. And Jesus said to them, Have faith in God. I want you to look at Matthew's account real quickly. In Matthew 21 and verse 20 and 21. And when his disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How soon is the fig tree withered away? Read verse 21 with me. Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do that which is done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea. So Jesus is emphasizing, look, I did this, but you can do the same thing. And this is where people by the millions in church, they don't believe that. And that, for other reasons, is why they struggle so much in their life. Jesus said, you can do this. I've placed my faith on the inside of you for a purpose. I have not placed my faith in you for it to lie dormant. I've placed my faith on the inside of you that you could activate it and release power, and the power of God will flow. How many of you know that mountains, they represent things that stand in our way? I wonder can a faith filled word be more powerful than a fever? Can a faith filled word be more powerful than COVID 19? Can a faith-filled word be more powerful than debt? How about a mountain of sadness? Or a mountain of condemnation? Here's what Jesus said in verse 23. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass... He shall have whatsoever he saith. Say of me, I'm a whosoever. And I have whatsoever. I say, based on what I believe. Based on the word of God. And based on the words of my mouth. Now I want you to notice something about this verse. Jesus did not say, talk about the mountain." But Jesus said very emphatically, talk to the mountain. You see, many talk about their body rather than talking to their body. Many people talk about their emotions rather than talking to their emotions. You know, a good word to speak to your emotions is this, peace be still. A good word to speak over your soul, <clears throat> which is your mind, your will, and your emotions, which comes under attack from the enemy. And one of his biggest arrows that he flings at us is fear. And a result of people fearing, they start worrying. And so instead of talking the answer, people talk the problem And as we talk the problem, it seems like the worries and the fears get bigger and bigger and bigger. Jesus never instructed us to talk about the problem. He told us to speak to the problem and part of speaking to the problem in your emotions is saying things like this i roll all my care over on god i give it into his capable hands and from here on out my confession is i don't have a care i'm not going to toss and turn on my bed for one more night I'm walking in his word, I'm walking in the light, it's in the hands of the Lord, and as far as I'm concerned, I am carefree, I'm worry-free, I'm anxiety-free, I'm talking to the problem, not about the problem. That is how you keep the devil at bay. That is how you fight the good fight of faith. A good fight is a fight that has been won by Jesus. And a good fight is a fight that you enforce with faith-filled words. Woo, hallelujah. So say of me, I'm worry-free. I'm care-free. And oh, what a difference it will make in your life. If you carry yourself in a carefree manner, it will enhance you spiritually, mentally, and physically. You will not be hindered by the worries that bog you down, but you will advance and you will increase. And the grace of God and the peace of God shall be multiplied in your life. And it will be as if you have a new lease on life. Singing, walking, leaping, and praising God. Woo! Glory to God. Amen. Stop talking about how much debt you have and talk to the debt. A lot of times when I drive up to this property, I'll lay my hands on this building and I'll talk to it. Well, what will you say, Pastor Mark? I will say, I call you paid for. I call you paid for. I call our ministry debt free. In the name. That does me a whole lot better than worrying about it. Why? Because I'm calling those things which be not as though they were. Well, how long must I call those things which be not as though they were until they are? I mean, you're not doing anything else. You're either going to speak death or life. You might as well speak life. You might as well speak blessing. You might as well speak joy. You might as well speak strength. It's just as easy to say the Lord is the strength of my life than to say, oh, today I feel so weak. I don't know whether I'm going to make it. Are you listening to me? Now, I will say this. And I got this this morning. Speaking to the mountain does not excuse you from your personal responsibility. If you're going to go around and call yourself debt free and charge everything in town, you are not being responsible. If you're gonna go around calling your body healed, my blood sugars normal, soil, thank you Jesus, and go eating pies and cookies every day of your life, you need to take You need to take some responsibility. Take some responsibility. If you're gonna speak peace to the city of your soul and stay up all night and watch Halloween movies, watch demonic shows. That is not taking personal responsibility. And I'll say, amen, preacher. That's good preaching. Glory to God. (laughs) Rise up and speak to the obstacles in your life. Put the word of God on those bills. Put the word of God on your job. You ought to say, I get the best jobs. Customers cannot hardly wait to come to my business. So as you meditate and as you get full of what I'm talking about and you release your faith, you will have what you say. Someone said this, faith moves God and faith moves mountains. However, faith will not move anything until it moves you. And the first part of you that your faith will move is your mouth the moment that you act on the word of god he makes himself responsible for your results well friend don't ignore don't let this message be too simple to you today I realize that many of you have heard this before, but faith does not come by having heard it before. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We need a fresh manna every day from the throne of God. Amen. I want to exhort you to do what Jesus told you to do. Don't beg God about things. Oh, glory to God. Just stand up in faith and believe that you receive. Now, for faith to work for me and to work for you, it's got to be in two places. Yes. If you'll take time to study Mark eleven twenty-three, 23, the word say or saith is used three times, and the word believe and doubt not is used a couple of times. In Romans 10 and verse 9 and 10, and I'll quote it to you, it says, Then if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe where? In your heart. In your heart. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, what will happen? Now read verse 10 with me again. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth... Notice with me, in your heart and in your mouth, not just in your heart, and not just in your mouth, there must be his word in your heart and his word in your mouth and it will bring you unto salvation it'll bring you unto healing it'll bring you unto deliverance is that good for you today? now before we receive communion there's some really important things I want to share with you about Jesus' ministry at the right hand of the Father He's our mediator. He's our intercessor. He's our shepherd. He's our advocate, head of the church. How many of you are thankful that he's your intercessor? Anybody here need a little intercession? I mean, you just get on 880, you need some intercession. (laughs) I noticed the cars were really out there today. I guess people had some good sleep and they're ready to go to church. I'm thinking, where are they? Where are they going? The Raiders are in Vegas. I'm coming, you know, from Union City. I'm coming down north. I said, the Raiders are in Vegas. The Warriors aren't playing until tonight. I said, where are they going? I think they must be going to church. Thank God it's time to come back to church. It's time for the church to be the church. It's time for the church to be the glorious church. It's time for people to come back. Hallelujah. So he's our intercessor. Thank God he's praying for you. Thank God he's praying for me. But the other office that he stands in, he is our high priest. Say it with me, Jesus, Jesus. you are are. my high priest. priest. What is he doing as our high priest? One of the roles that he fulfills as our high priest, he represents you before the very throne of God. Now you got a little time with me this morning, right? I'm not going to preach too long, but how many of you are in with me today that everything will be just right? So let's look over at Hebrews, I think it's chapter 2, and let's notice with me in verse 17. Hebrews, the second chapter, and the 17th verse. It says, Wherefore, in all things it behooved him to be laid like unto his brethren, that he might be what? What kind of high priest is he? He's merciful and faithful. High priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of... Come on. The sins of the people. Now, go over to Hebrews chapter 3 and notice with me verse 1. Ready? Read. Wherefore, holy brethren partakers of the heavenly call stop right there and say this with me i am a partaker partaker. of the heavenly calling calling. god has given you a heavenly call to fulfill here on earth and he's talking to us he's talking to holy brethren now whether you're acting holy or not god sees you as holy he calls those things that be not as though they were. <laughs> Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, here's one of the things that we are to do we are to consider, think about, see what kind of an impact that has upon our lives. Consider the apostle and high priest of our thinking. No. He's the Apostle and High Priest of our profession. That doesn't mean a doctor, a lawyer, or a police officer. That word profession there means your confession. So we are to consider that Jesus is our High Priest. And He is the Apostolos in the Greek of your Confession. The word apostle means this. He is a sent one on your behalf to go before the throne of God with your confession. Woo-hoo! Glory to God. What does this mean? This means that our apostle and our high priest works with our words. Last week we talked about that by our words we'll be justified, by our words we'll be condemned, and we're to take heed that we not speak idle words. Idle words are inoperative words. Idle words are words that are unemployed. And what Jesus is saying to us today, employ my, me with the words of your mouth. Speak forth. Give me something to work with. Say with me, he works in my life by my words. He is the apostle apostle. of my words. words. Say this one real strong. You are the high priest priest. of of my confession. Think about this. Your words carry more weight in your life than anyone else's. Your words are weighty. They carry mucho, mucho grande weight in your life. Thank God. They have carried more weight in my life than things that were said about me when I was in grade school. He'll be behind bars when he's 17 years old. The Word of God. Hmm. Look at Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. And I want you to... You guys are doing really good today. I want you to read verse 12 with me. Ready, read. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and inti- intents of the heart. Is God's word awesome? Who glory to God? This is a huge statement. I want you to listen. You got your ears on, good buddy? The outcome of our entire life and eternity will be the result of our response to His words. I'm going to say it again. The outcome of our entire life and eternity, it will be the result of our response to His words. Whether we reject it or ignore it and refuse to act on it or whether we believe it and receive it and declare it and act on it this is what determines the outcome of our life and eternity when you made Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life and you invited him into your heart and you said Jesus Christ is Lord does that not have an effect on you now and later glory to God Think about that. Now, notice with me in verse 14 of Hebrews chapter 4. we looked at verse 12. In verse 14, it says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest. We've considered that, right? That is passed into the heavens. That's what I'm talking about his ministry today. The present day ministry of Jesus. He's passed into the heavens, but he's not twiddling his thumbs. Right. So understanding that, becoming aware of that, the fact that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus, everyone say Jesus. Jesus. Say it two more times. Jesus. 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 Woo-hoo! Hallelujah. Jesus, our high priest. The Son of God, let us then... Hold fast to what? Let us hold fast our profession or our confession. He's there. He's at the right hand of the Father. He's the sent one. We're considering that. We're understanding that. Amen? But our part is to hold fast the confession of our faith. That's my part. My part and your part is to find out what he said. Find out what he said. Believe what he said. And say what he said. And act on what he said. And live what he said. And you will have what you believe. And what you say and what you act on and what you live out. Why? Because He's the high priest of our confession. Say what He said. Put your mouth in gear. Say things like this. I mean, every day. I have great favor upon my life I have I've got I'm his favorite and so are you and as his favorites we've got no great put your arms out and say great 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 favor in my life I'm expecting everyday favor, everyday blessing. Here's another one that is so good for us to believe and to say. We are walking in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel. Now, I'm not walking in this partial blessing. I've been there too long. We're graduating. We're going from partial to greater. We're going from greater to the fullness of the blessing. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm walking in the fullness of the blessing of God. Hallelujah. How many of you know that you are not your own? You're bought with the price. Therefore, we are to glorify God in our heart and in our body, which are God's. How many of you can say without a doubt, my heart belongs to the Lord? Well, if I'm not my own and my body belongs to him, my mouth My mouth belongs to the Lord. So I can't do what I did in high school and trash talk the person I'm guarding. And you can't on the job trash talk your employer. You can't trust trash talk our government. If you're going to talk about the government, you better talk some God talk. God doesn't understand trash talk. He understands God talk. God understands praying in the Holy Ghost. Because when you're praying in the Holy Ghost, you're praying the perfect will of God. Now this is if you're sold out. Now if you're a casual Christian, your heart really doesn't belong to the Lord. It's divided. I say that with a big smile on my face. (laughs) Say with me, my heart heart belongs to the Lord. Lord. Should we take it another step? Are you ready? My mouth mouth belongs belongs to to the Lord. So I can't talk about you behind your back. And I can't criticize you. And you can't criticize me. Well, if I'm not going to criticize, what am I going to do? Uh, Hello? Shut thy mouth? If you're going to have anything to say, say it in the spirit. Let's try this one more time. Say with me, my mouth belongs to the Lord. Lord. It was never meant meant to speak cursing. It was made made to speak blessing. To speak speak healing, healing. not hurt. hurt. To speak love love. And and not hate. To speak faith. And not fear. Put your hand over your heart right now and pray this with me. Oh God, put a watch over the words of my mouth. Oh, what a difference it'll make. Again, verse 14, seeing then that we have a great high priest... That is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Now, notice this last phrase. Let us do what? Let us hold fast our profession. Now, why would He instruct us to hold fast? We must hold fast because He's working with our words at the throne. Someone said many years ago, and I love it, get a grip on your lip and don't let it slip. (laughs) Try that in the morning. Instead of saying it to somebody else, get a grip on your lip, buddy, and don't you dare let it slip. How many of you know this is helping us today? We're getting some good veggies today, aren't we? We're getting some good strong meat. This will help you on a Monday morning. Now notice verse 15 and 16, and let's read it together. For we have not an high priest, which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Don't you know Jesus was tempted to curse the Pharisees? I mean, if he was tempted in all points like as we are, you know he had to keep control of his words. Don't you know on the cross he had to control his words? Because he could have called for how many legions of angels? 10,000 legions of angels. And they would have come and delivered him from Calvary's cross. But he was disciplined with his words. Read verse 16 again. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Now don't separate that from him being the high priest of your confession. What is it that you do when you come before the throne? You don't come crying. You don't come begging. You come giving him something to work with. You employ your words to give your high priest something to work with. I'm so glad that he can work with the words of our mouths. Years and years ago, John Osteen wrote a book, preached a great message called, There's a Miracle in Your Mouth. There's a miracle in your mouth. There's healing in your mouth. There's blessing in your mouth. Oh, say it with me. There's a miracle in my mouth. One person said this, God's word didn't come out of his pen. It came out of his mouth. It was spoken before it was written, and it was written so it could be spoken. And then in Hebrews 10:21, it says, "And having an high priest over the house of God, that's with us." Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance. A true heart in full assurance is a heart that believes. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Read 23 with me. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. He's faithful that promise. Hold fast. Why must we hold fast? Because the enemy is going to do everything he can to get us to close our mouths. But he's faithful. He not only gave us the promise, but he is also the performer of our promises when we hold forth the promises of God before him. He's faithful. What is he faithful to do? He's faithful to represent you and to represent me at the throne of God. Hallelujah. I'm going to give him something to work with all week long. I'm not going to wait until circumstances are perfect to say what he said. I'm not going to wait until I feel like it to say what he said i'm gonna say what he said and you're gonna say what he said and he's got something to work with amen. praise god let's all stand up to our feet praise the lord pastor tom's gonna come now i saw this earlier this week and i want to activate some of the things that we've been talking about before we have communion amen Glory to god So believe this with a heart full of faith and declare it with your mouth. Say it with me. I'm declaring the glory of God over my life. The manifest presence of God. His goodness. Today, my family and I are walking in the supernatural. Supernatural provision Supernatural protection, supernatural direction, and supernatural wisdom. I am healed from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. I am delivered from destruction, and I am walking in divine protection. No weapon. Formed against me or my household shall ever prosper. I'm always in the right place at the right time, doing the right things with the right people. I'm led by the Spirit of God, I'm guided by the Holy Ghost. My spirit, is my spirit is strong. My emotions are settled. My, are... my, mind, is sharp. my mind is sharp. And my body is healed. My, body is healed. My, steps my steps are ordered of the Lord today. And I declare the end from the beginning <coughs> in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. I'm, living in I'm living in the overflow. I have more than enough. I'm blessed beyond measure. Blessed beyond my, cup, my cup, come on, do it like this. My cup my is running over. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. There is not enough room, not enough room. to contain this blessing flood, it's not a trickle. It's not a stream. It's not a river. But it's flood stage. God is working in me. Both to will and to do of his good pleasure. I'm strong. I'm blessed. I'm an heir of God. I'm a joint heir with Jesus. And Jesus is Lord. Lord, come on, somebody, let's give him praise today. Glory to God. Woo, hallelujah. Glory to God. And the angels of the Lord have heard what you've said, and they are hearkening unto the voice of your word. Things are happening that you can't see with your natural eyes. But things are happening in the realm of the Spirit. God is moving in your home while you're at church today. God is moving on the job. He's moving in your employment. God is on the move. Hallelujah. I think we ought to shout, Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God.